0: Welcome to the football podcast with me Paul Neil, and me Paul Larkin with fun, frolics and football. Right Paul, right Paul. They And we are recording this show early Sunday morning because my co-host has decided to go on a couple's date. Paul, could you please explain yourself? <laughs>
1: uh, I well, going out this, uh, this afternoon meeting a, a couple of friends for a uh, lunch with a wee one and my daughter as well. Going for the day. And who are these friends? Um, Alan and Maria. Don't know them. I, I don't know
0: what that, what that means. To, I don't know what that means to the, uh, the listeners. But, uh, it's not an West Side story, no. Uh, no it's no. not no. Uh, Team support? Uh, Alan's a hearts fan oh. Maria couldn't be really care cool <laughs> So no really A good enough excuse to do a show At this time on a Sunday morning
1: uh, I, I suggested later as well But I thought earlier would be better uh, So the, no, yeah, the listeners can get their you, fix
0: What you actually said was That you could do it later But you'd also be on call for your work Now somebody's brought something up uh, Regarding your work their show back in October. Now I didn't even remember this. But it's a probably I don't know if this is a legitimate question or no. And it's weird because I only remembered this. I was listening to Artie Lang's podcast, and they're sponsored by FanDuel. And I thought mm-hmm. well, that's who you were for, it So they were going on about it. Now I don't know if this is a legitimate question or no, but you can clear it up. He's asking, uh, and it's Tommy, uh, why do you bet with B64? Bet three six five. If you've got a your where sports betting company, uh, they don't uh, operate in Britain. It's oh, an man. American, and we're
1: and they're you're limited to certain uh, certain people who you're allowed to bet with because there can't be any conflict of interest or anything like that because mm. I work for a, a betting company. So s- it's as simple as that. As effectively, they don't operate here. Are you setting the odds, like? <laughs> no, but you, you you work
0: in the. Departments that do do that kind of stuff sometimes. So, because so. I heard, I heard on the advert that uh, it was there was only certain certain states it operates in. That's right. Aye. It's only it's only legal in certain states aye. in America to gamble. Right. So no, fourteen, I think it is altogether. Um I looked at that, and then we could do a whole podcast on this. It's the day with the mafia. Mm. The mafia getting making sure it stops. It's the same reason why you'll not find a Walmart in New York City. You know what I, mean? I never I genuinely never knew you couldn't get Walmart in New York. No that's what they they put a massive one Um right on the cusp of New Jersey, but the unions mm-hmm. wouldn't let them into New York City. You know. Mm-hmm. so Because they prefer cash businesses, obviously, you know? Mm-hmm. As we all do. Okay, uh, oh, and by the way, I'm gonna give you a wee warning, right? And it's not a warning about your behaviour for once. Uh I'm gonna <laughs> drop a few names during this podcast, okay? Okay, I Okay. look forward so, to it um, Okay, so let's get back to the midweek schedule I mean, honest to God, like, maybe this is just me I feel like this month has been the longest month in history
1: uh, it, it does, it just feels like it's because Normally I like January for the football to sort of break it up And mm. get a focus point And we obviously had that big break And then it feels like we've squeezed tons of games And it's still only, what, the 29th, 30th of the day. It feels like it's get never it going to end
0: Yeah, aye, I know, I know, I know no Aye, thirty today. Aye, because January's got thirty-one days. Eh, we could. That's a great podcast subject. Done United two, Ross County one. Uh, handball claims galore. Aye, um,
1: I, I'm not really sure how much of the, how much of them were deliberate.
0: But... Well, but c- certainly, the one at the end wasn't a handball. The one they were claiming.
1: No, I, I don't think so. You, there's, what's the boy meant to do in that situation? Mm. To be perfectly honest, so. No, I agree with you. I don't think the one at the end was. Um, it was a good one for Dungannon. I think we obviously went to prove us wrong after we were slaughtering them uh, on the last podcast.
0: Okay, oh, all oh, right, okay. Um, <laughs> I've like, I mean, obviously uh, Ross County take Charles Cook again, who's having the season in a fucking lifetime. Like, um, and I honestly can't really, and it's disrespect to Ross County because I've got a lot of admiration for their own and that I can't believe he's still there. I really can't.
1: No, I can understand. He's obviously been linked with quite a few teams. Um, I've heard we're interest, but I'm not sure how serious that is. Hebs I think, are keen on him. But for their point of view, he's already contracted contract the, the season. But like, how big a bid does it have to be? Because he's well, exactly. key to them staying up.
0: If they sell him, no. And that might well be it. Roy McGregor might have just said, "No, absolutely no chance." And he'll probably be mm-hmm. financially rewarded for what he's doing. But aye, it was a good goal, good finish that he'd done. And, um, and then obviously there was a there was actually a penalty, um, which did look like a. A penalty. Um, Nicky Clark got that, and then obviously, um, Tony Watt, who I think is making a difference to Dundee United. Um I, I think don't... already
1: you can see it because he obviously sets up the winner. Aye. An injury time, but he he <clears> had <throat> a cross in the first half as well that McNulty. Mm. I, I still don't know how he missed
0: it. Is uh, it about half a yard out? I will tell you one thing that pissed me off a bit: the Dundee United fans celebrating. They were just standing there clapping when they went <laughs> goal it in, and like, come on, to fuck! You've no one no, no, again fucking since you won the league at Denz Park in 1983 and you're fucking like oh well done lads you know I know
1: well, that's the thing as well like, we'd have put Ross County only a couple of points behind them as well if if they hadn't won that Aye. game for instance so so getting the winner in the 91st minute you think they'd be gone
0: absolutely tonto you're right, it looked a bit <laughs> placid. Um, one last thing we've now called Thomas Coach Tam again Back, Aye, they flipped back Aye they sent A mission statement yesterday referred, reverting it back But I actually <laughs> Swear to God And um, It went out to the press you Now it was announced On sound The whole fucking nine yards This was Do you think that's Do you think that's Because nobody stopped calling on time In the first place Well it could be that Or it could be that Incident I said with the dog Where he's probably Trying to you know Keep his identity <laughs> Fucking secure um, I do I did actually notice Last night I don't know if you noticed This on his interview That he seems to be Taking clothes at your wardrobe. <laughs> well, uh, what did I yesterday? Like a grey jumper. I, well, I think. grey. We grey jumper. with like a, a sky blue shirt underneath, which is the <laughs> kind of thing that you appear at appear wearing, like when you know you, you turn up at an event or something like that. You know, it's like your yes. casual wear. You know, <laughs> um, I think my casual is going to Alan Partridge. Uh, it could success. well be, or it could well be that I'm just jealousy. Tam Thomas coats his hairline, you know. Um, I, I Mar- very, very full head here. Motherwell Hibbs now. Um, has Graham Alexander ever lasted a full game in Scotland? <laughs> I was laughing. Like,
1: it's exactly what I thought when he was getting dragged away. I was like, we see this every week that he will like say he's going to explode. <laughs> It's good that somebody in mapping you stepped up into the Brian Rice role of
0: the Well, way, like the, we, did, you know, we did see we, we obviously, for regular listeners all know we were big fans of Brian Rice and his ability to intimidate pretty much every interviewer he got and we wondered who would step up to um, take that uh, role but Graham Alexander's won that, hands down um, aye. He, I mean, he just looks fucking furious by everything um, see, see, to
1: be honest as well, he was reading at the red card but I thought it was a yellow, like the guys came through behind him and... Like he's got a
0: bit of the ball But you can't tackle like that anymore. See The thing I thought was That he was talking about it As if it was a straight red And it wasn't a straight uh, red It was a bookable offence Both of them were bookings You know it's mm-hmm. kind of things that happen in football And at least Oh you know, there's no malice Or that Well you know That's, no, that's not really how the, the rules say You know mm-hmm. um, But apart from that I mean the game was Absolutely dreadful
1: I, I think if I never had the red card There'd be genuinely nothing to talk about I know. Like, I don't think Hibbs had a shot on target Motherwell didn't really look like scoring either. Like, it just looked very dull. I know the conditions weren't great and stuff, but you think that maybe create the odd bit of confusion and give a chance away. But, yeah. uh I, I, I don't know. Maloney as well after the game, he was like, "Oh, we should have taken one of the chances we made." But you never really made any. Like, Right. So I, I don't. I don't know what he's what he's talking about there. Um, it's not. It's not a terrible result for either team, to be honest. Like Motherwell's no easy place to go. But it was not a good
0: game of football at all. But you can see, um and we'll come out against We well, obviously, the the, the impact Mullerville are having if you know having Tony Watt anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Like they still look a pretty solid Aye. team, but either creating very little. Well.
0: Aye. I mean, you know, Van Dien that's a good player, whatever, but he, he was feeding off he Watt. What had in the bot for guys like him was ideal. Um mm-hmm. Sabin won Aberdeen Nil, fantastic winner by Ronan, um great goal, but other than that, not really much to talk about again, is there?
1: I know. The goal was really well taken. But again, Aberdeen defensively, how is he getting that much time at the edge of the box? They sort of turn it round and, and then set it up. Like We need to, to close him. Mm-hmm. Be really disappointed if you're Aberdeen. And Aberdeen's away form is absolutely terrible as well. So it just sort of compounds Aye. it.
0: And the other thing is, like, and we see it often, and good players can do it all the time, when a guy gets the ball on the left-hand side and shapes it to his right foot, he's going to hit the far corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's as simple as that he's got to try and curl it in in the far corner so bye it was since St Mirren I've definitely you know, picked up again uh, result after result um, recently mm-hmm. uh, after a wee bit of a downward trajectory and I you know I've always thought Jim Goodwin's a decent manager like I don't think he deserved to sort of be um, much as criticised as he was kind of thing but Aye, so uh, Sefco won Livingston. Now um, Don Robertson, who refereed dialogue against Celtic and let their thugs run riot, continued on vain, um, which was completely dismissed by sports scene as per usual. Where there was a dismissive claim for a penalty, which to me, aye, I, the one was it Lowry with the handball. Aye,
1: like I thought, it looked a penalty, but again, it's a. Pr- pr- Part of the problem with the fucking Scottish football is the coverage. There was no like you couldn't see right. a, a much better angle than it. There was one angle that you couldn't really tell. I thought it was a
0: penalty myself, to right. be honest. But the thing for me always is the reaction of the players, right? Mm. If your five or six players stand around an instant, they can or see something and then go, I'm gonna pretend that this happened. It's too quick no, a reaction. No. You see it and you go, penalty straight away. Again. Simple as that. Mm. But let's face it, these are not the decisions that anybody gets at Ibrox apart from Sevco themselves, um, who, you know, did labour through the game. um Arfield got the winner. I actually noticed, and, and this is, it seems to be a common theme, the um, low empty seats at Ibrox. And the, and I
1: noticed they, that as well. Like, to be fair, a, a of empty
0: cl- seats right around Scotland the last couple mm. of games, you know, you're looking at monthly salaries probably getting paid them on. Um, mm-hmm. Things like that, Christmas, long month, etc. etc. A lot of games crammed in. You know, that's something that I think people need to. We, I, I, for the life of me, I still didn't understand in Scottish football, Paul, why we play most of the games in December and January.
1: No, because it's tradition, isn't it, with the inverted commas? It's people don't want to give up certain games, but we've seen this, we never had like New Year's derbies this year, and it's not that big a loss as long as you're playing them. No. No. Okay, and at the right sort of right times of the season, I I would be for basically having a winter break over the end of December mm. through to about the middle of January. And any money that we'd been spent on games before that could go to the games around it, and it would probably encourage better crowds.
0: They just have to be realistic in the sense that if they're going to play a big load of games, they make sure it's on days when, for example, public transport's working. You <clears> know. <throat> but again,
1: you know. Well, Speaking of that, they don't, I don't think they care. Like, our 3 Hibs was selected as a Scottish Cup oh. one of the Scottish Cup games on telly for BBC. Mm-hmm. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff, on our mm-hmm. Broth
0: on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. How is any Hibs fan meant to get to that yeah, in public transport? Well, I was actually discussing this a couple of days ago. Sunday, and they says, "Well, because they did not want people who get public transport to go to games." You <laughs> know, you know that's quite a, obviously a kind of Marxist kind of view. Probably subscribed to it myself, but it does feel like, and it's the same. By the way. It's, right through the Bolton football, and I'm talking right doing the amateur football, boys club football, whatever, that's what people with cars are put to the forefront, you know, kids, mm. kids for 80B on a Sunday morning, you know, oh, you come comfy fucking Pulton, we're playing in Muscle Brothers this morning at half past nine, You've not know, a car, you're not gone, simple as that, you know what I mean, so, but aye, um, just, you know, fans know, in into consideration again um, St Johnston no Dundee now And with that in mind For, for this blockbuster We will uh, Pass you over To the Tory Farmers Compost corner And Just remember Folks When you hear this What compost means Because I don't think James actually does
2: Corner As we're now calling it um, Or somebody's called it In particular but, To be honest uh, goes far as Fucking shy corner um, you, you go there with a bit of faith, as I say. I'm, I'm over there. Um, as I said to you before, it was a cup, so it's not important at the moment. Um, but I went to the game. Uh, obviously with Carl Henry back. Um, stumped up the readies for Cameron McPherson. Um, to come into midfield, so obviously, because he signed the pre-contract agreement, and he was up front the chief G. So I, you, you go there with a the belief that they can do something, but at him. Um, conditions were not great, honestly. The, the kind of wind and gales and everything else. I thought oh, this is not going to add to, to our uh, free-flowing, kind of fast-paced game that we've got. Um, but we went again with this three-five-two. But I've been arguing with that many boys. I said it's not a three-five-two. It's five because Booth and James Brown are the wing backs. End of. No when a wing back or a winger goes back to about sixty percent of the pitch and then just passes back. So that seemed to kinda of be the theme most of the night. I did not really remember a shot getting registered in the first half. Um which again is no surprise. Um I think we had one in the second half with Henry when he kinda of cut inside and he was a bit unlucky. But there needs to be more than that. And with eight corners. Um, and again the goalie's not even getting um getting chance I mean they came and Dundee came and I think they were happy enough for a point to be honest with you um, the way that they're going they've got the two points cushion um I can't remember Griffiths star I'm not be sure but I mean to think I mean they're just as bad as us and the two of us do look like they're from honestly championship teams Chief um, Chiefs are going to join now Halloran Spoonie erm uh, Rooney Bryson all on the sidelines I, I don't know when we'll see them next Um and it's just kind of adding to the to, to what we've got, and there's Alan Forrest obviously, there they blame him. He's obviously just kind of said, "No, I'm not coming." Who wants to be sitting in a relegation fight, you know? Um, but I um, yeah, that was a bit of a relief from from the game itself. Um, I thought the tributes were really good. The young lads, their, um, the the fair city unity, the guys that are we kind of um, kind of getting the the, the fans' year up at the start, which was good. I did a really good um, wee tribute to, to Lily Douglas, who sadly um, lost her um, battle with cancer. Um, so we had a wee applause in the 14th minute, and in some ways, and you know, we, we only highlight at the city the whole game. You know, if, as much as that, you know, she she got a really good tribute, so that was that was really good to see. Um, but I, I'm, I'm I'm out for so in regards to Callum, you can't change it. I'm looking at the clock after 75 minutes. And I'm saying, mate, you've got 15 minutes here, bud. And he waited for eighty-five minutes to be forced to put Stevie May on Middleton sitting on the bench. or dicking with that young lad. Thinking you these days, Can yeah, just get bought feet and let them run at us, let them run at them. But I, I, I'm in the camp. Do had a kind of split now after Saturday, but um, he just want to change it. And he arguing the boys into Twitter and stuff. And they're going on about three-five-two. He's basically not got a clue how he, to, to think. Right, like, okay, can we change a four-four-two? Who knows? Um... At the end of the day It's a five He's playing The day boys Are the winning backs But um, As I say We go on We, we see how it goes But you just kind of see nothing of it And I, I don't know People will say Fair enough You've got Ben Callum Unfortunately he's on A three year deal Stevie Brown Is never going to Pay that money Right So It looks like We potentially Are stuck well, Because it's going To be a payoff For him um, And I Will just <laughs> It's all defeated itself. We'll see if it goes um, up to Pitordry on Saturday. i right, p Lily.
0: And we'll keep a close eye on James, um, who, you know, I know his club's gone through turmoil an hour, but for fuck's sake, lighten up. It's a fucking comedy show, you know? Okay, the one they've all been waiting on. Hearts 1, Celtic 2. Paul, give us your Robbie Nielsen propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
1: No, really. like I'm not going to get any complaints about the result. I thought the better team, better team won. Um, mm-hmm. Especially the first like half, we just weren't at the races whatsoever, and a lot of that is due to Celtic playing really well. But I do think we got all of the basics wrong as well. Like, um, but Celtic when they start at that pace, it's so hard to to keep up with them. But because um, they create they create chances and cut through, so we were trying to press in the first five minutes mm-hmm. whatever, and they were just playing through it. And I think then Nielsen dropped. Probably ten, fifteen yards visibly deeper, mm. but all that does is let you have the ball in the areas without any, any pressure on it. So, aye, it was a it was a disappointing start. I thought we'd done pretty well to hang in and then come back into it. Um, I thought we got a bit of left. Once we missed the penalty, it just sucked.
3: Mm.
1: It could have went one of two ways. It could have give us a, a G uptake, so sort we of have a rally at the end, or but the way it went, it just completely sucked the life out of us, and we didn't really do anything
0: after that. I mean, first of all, Jota was running riot. Um And Michael Smith just couldn't handle him um, The first goal As I said before like, uh, Gordon got a lot of stick for that I don't think he deserves any stick I showed you that photograph where the has hit the net While Gordon's still diving And it's not Aye. like Gordon dived late or anything It's just the power in the shot was just incredible I, I think as well that It
1: also sees it quite late Behind Halkett mm. And, it, and it, I think it's closer to him than he probably expected But it's hard to change your hands Your whole position when you're flying through the air and the pace on it was unbelievable, I, I honestly can't remember a shot being hit that hard for a long time. I know
0: it was literally.
1: So I, not, I, at first, I thought Gordon maybe could done better. When you watch it back, he's no chance.
0: Right, he, we, the minute I left his boot, it was in the net. Um, and then obviously setting goal, Jack and so a good, wee bit of skill. A um, couple of things, like I mean, ugh, I'm not going go to go into Robin Hilton because I just thought he, you know, he was talking rubbish basically. I don't know, you know. How we can equate the Celtic goal with a fucking um hair school's pretty unbelief. But what I wanted to ask you was, is there much point in cutting the allocation of Celtic when there are so many empty seats elsewhere? Now, wasn't there
1: wasn't that many empty though. Like, but so
0: pretty much, uh, I think it was only a couple was, of hundred. No, so there was at least three hundred in the Gord Giroudi end empty. The bit beside the Celtic end was half empty. Ah, yeah, but well, there was a couple of hundred seats in the Rosebond stand. But the
1: the Gorgiro Dens hospitality—I so don't know what this. What's
0: the point? Is—is this literally just the foundation of Hearts saying, "Fuck them"? No, I don't think. But
1: a there was a bigger crowd at that game than there was at the last game between the two teams when you had a full end. And I just think it's it's extra tickets. There was an extra thousand Hearts fans than they would normally be there, and it, it takes away the advantage of having a full away stand as well. But so what's is the a advantage of free. that? Like? What's
0: that? What's the advantage of that?
1: It's like you got a huge lift if Celtic run it to a full end and they keep the Hearts fans quiet and stuff.
0: I don't know. I, I just think that's, I just think you know, the Scottish. We've, we've seen it on the show a million times. You know, doing a one-eighty here, away fans make the games, and this this can't go on. I'll guarantee fucking tea you eh, when Hibs go there. It'll, they'll, they'll not get that. No, Hibs win it because like, we want a full end at Easter Road. Aye, exactly. So what's the fucking
1: difference? It's, it's a game that we could We didn't have to. We didn't have to sell. I don't You're money. There's a lot of people that think we shouldn't. Have, we should cut it or we should keep it. as a big argument, but I can't no, see. fans a minute, can minute, sell no, to horse no, no, fans. No, I can't let really
0: you agree with that. Why did people want it cut even more? Just what you just said there. Aye, because no, even more. But they want it cut to what it was, because it gives us more fans at a home game. But no, see, that, I don't think that it does, and also. You're losing money for this Because you're having to have so much So big a gap between the supporters You're losing probably 20, 30 grand
1: here uh, But I think they think it's worth it So
0: that we can get extra Hearts fans into the game I don't I absolutely don't I think it's a foundation of Hearts Basically just try to fucking They're just bitter
1: I'm not convinced that they've got any say in it To be honest
0: Of course they've got to but say it. They're in the it's fucking a, club
1: But it's the it's board that are making that choice I don't think they're making it a uh, foundation. Are you know, wait wait you know,
0: you say telling me the board dictate ticket allocations.
1: Well, I think they decide what well, we're doing for it
0: in general. Eh? Well, that's that. I tell you what, that wouldn't happen anywhere else. Well, who's making the decisions in an the office manager? But it's coming from somewhere to say
1: if you're saying cut an allocation to a cop that normally gets X amount. But they, unless, a there's conscious be, unless decision, it's right?
0: like a celtic Safe hang where there's actually been, we're going to have discussions that pull your entire allocation, the board only sitting every week telling the ticket office manager how many fucking fans to give you away. And
1: no, but it's obviously been, a, I mean, it's been a conscious decision to cut them, so that has to come from somewhere. It's not just the boy in the ticket office saying, I'm doing that.
0: But see, does the, what doesn't make sense is, you're saying you want a, a full end for Easter Road. Why?
1: Because it adds to the spectacle of the derby, I guess.
0: Right, but this doesn't this, this does add to the spectacle of the Hertz Celtic, yet they're happy to deal with that. Well, Celtic fans are that good But you can't cope with a full end of them. <laughs> no,
1: but I just think that they're, they're gone through a thing with they I think there is a bit try to appease fans, but if you can get more Hearts fans in to these fixtures, I, I don't see how it's that big a deal. It's not like we're cutting you to the minimum allocation. It's still a decent allocation considering the size of Tinker's still. So.
0: A decent allocation? That's a decent mm-hmm. allocation. One third in the stand. But it's 10% of our stadium. But you just said you wanted a fuel allocation at Easter Road for the spectacle. But how does I, I that want add it to the spectacle? I, I want it personally because I want to go. So how does it add to the spectacle only having that amount of away fans? And, but it gives you a, a better home atmosphere from our point of view. A better home atmosphere. For fuck's sake, you've got the whole ground being for blood. Anyway, Right, you've got our players going over, getting the ball thrown at them every single time. Knee stewards, knee poles, nothing. You've got coins getting littered doing every time we can go and take a corner, and you're wanting a better atmosphere than that. What, <laughs> what, what do you want <laughs> to come on and fucking derot us? But <laughs> how? there was like we have done the same thing to
1: uh, to the Rangers allocation not as not well? No, about that. Aye, because I couldn't care less about them.
0: I'm <laughs> talking about us. And i we, we got zero fans When you had the Thousands of empty seats At the League Cup Well that was Absolutely nothing To do with us Was it It was the fucking restrictions But other teams There was our other fans I, In other games There wasn't there actually Because if you remember We actually played Dunia United In that time They go fuck all either And it was the Celtic fans Who actually got The game to be on PP So that they could see it I just think The foundation hearts Are better bastards And you fund them That's it <laughs> Okay, we'll move on to the weekend. Uh, no, this is incredible. Ross County three, Co three. Um, I've got off stages of this game because I never seen any of it until I saw the highlights. So um, uh, it was going through to Celtic Park, and the Huns were winning. I'm walking past uh, the joke Team Stand at Celtic before the, the game. The wind was like Waverley Steps in Edinburgh, right? with a fucking absolute crossfire, it was unbelievable, and I heard a programme seller saying, it's 2-1 to Ross County, and mm. you know that, why you're like, did he just say that there, so of course right on the phone, fucking hell, it is 2-1 to Ross County, so then I went into the Celtic shop, primarily just to, you know because um, of the wind, um, mm. and it wasn't even that busy by the way, um, and then come back out and it was 2 all. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then, of course, um, they went 3-2 up. And then I was in the ground when I was just... It was the players were warming up and all this kind of thing. Guys were just going to go. I think it was just Joe Hart at this point. And all of a sudden, there was just this ripple went right round the crowd. And it gave me a fright. Because I was <coughs> kind of sitting there in a sort of you know, uh, daydream watching the fucking warm-up. And because I like to get in early home games, and I was like, "What the fuck's that?" You know, and then they just had this boy going, "That's freeo, it's freeo, it's freeo!" Fucking ninety first minute, McGregor's fucked it up again. I was just like, "Oh my fucking god!" And it was, it was just, it was just weird, um, but obviously enjoyable. I I I watched it um, for our
1: game, and the defendants. F- was absolutely abysmal And mm. like McGregor obviously sold two of the goals mm. as well Like the, the, the first one It's just a, a simple ball into the box And he's just com- made a complete arse it mm-hmm. And dropped it And then the last one Was it 90, 96 months I think I was. don't know what the
0: fuck he's trying to do either No like it's, it's, it's like he's trying to block it But actually using his hands like, yeah, yeah, It's like You can use your hands Jump <sighs> on the board Or you know Grab for the ball or Whatever And then obviously the boy hits in And he just kind of looks like What the fuck and I mean, you can't think surely that the a goalie of the caliber of McGregor, with his experience, has been had his confidence knocked by one mistake in the first half.
1: You wouldn't have thought so, but stranger things have happened, I guess. But but County were well worthy of the point as well. Like I thought, I was really impressed with how how attacking they were the whole day. Like, mm-hmm. they Really had a go. I think. Like, I think they've still got big issues defensively
0: themselves, but. I think they um they, they, they showed Sepco a little respect and they thought that, I mean they've scored a few goals against them this season, Jordan White in particular. Mm. Um and you know to lose three goals to Ross County is you know I mean I know they I think they've actually either equal or scored the same amount of goals as Hertz. I I think that's right, but the leak far too many. Aye. Well obviously went um, in three. Aye. I mean, the first uh again, the again, knee analysis was supposed to be in the dialogue was that on offside? Um, I'm not sure
1: actually Because he never really went over it I just, I just kind of took it in as a initial shot For Diallo I thought he looked pretty lively actually But um, Charles Cook again as well though Was a massive difference Because he was, every time he got the ball He was turning and, and running at them yeah. Just so direct
0: yeah. And unfortunately um, To come on to Charles Cook He then um, left the football match After playing a great game To an absolute torrent of abuse online. line um, <sighs> Most, the, uh, the statement, statement for Ross County said the, most of which was criminal um, and it's just like we've been over this and over this and over this right people that sit in their fucking sees with their phones in their fucking hand watching the game raging about everything right absolutely and they think that I'm, you know. here's what I'm going to act day. I'm going to act the big man and do this and you're not acting the big man you're acting like a fucking idiot basically mm-hmm. and actually you know you need help you de- You genuinely do need help if you think that you've got the right to sit in your house and abuse anybody like that, never mind a good football player and all the rest of it just because of the colour of his skin it's absolutely barbaric and I would say this about any um, city supporters um, the, Paul, one of the things that's driving me mad about this is, how long are we going to have to go on with this before the actual social media companies do anything I don't think they're
1: interested though, because it's such a big problem that they just. They, I don't think they ever thought about these kind of things when they set them up. And then once it's too far down the road, it's like, how do you go about sort of? The only thing they can really do, I think, is force people to give some kind of identity mm. before they, they get an account, like a passport or driver's right. license, so they know who it is. Right. And then there's a comeback if if they do it. But um, it's it's a bullet, man. It's horrible like, because. Even if you are such a horrible prick that you think that internally, it's another step to then go and act on it mm. and send somebody a direct message thinking I'm going to let them know how little I think of them. And you've seen Chris Illumu on um, Sports Scene oh. saying that he gets it every day and he just normalises it, which yeah.
0: is horrible. I, hate that. I absolutely hate that. I like, first of all, if you get it every day, highly every day. It's the only mm. thing you can do. It cannot ever become an accepted norm. It's the same way um sectarian abuse and you know anything like that. We cannot fucking let these assholes win. Because
1: But for for his point, I think he was just saying it gets so much
0: that it's hard to
1: highlight every part or or he wouldn't be able to go about his normal day. And it's fucking sickening.
0: I mean it's you know, we we had the the big feature the the, obviously the Euros, right? And in particular Mm -hmm. the abuse that was aimed at the England players. I can actually remember talking to a guy a a a community worker for London and I'm talking almost 25 years ago when he was taught I think it was England was playing a penalty shoot against Argentina and he was I think it was Paul Ince was taking a penalty and he said I could feel the kind of atmosphere change in the pub and people looked because he was a, a person of colour himself because it was Paul Ince that was taking a penalty and he said people were looking as if they said he better score here or it's your fault you know and he says why am I sitting here praying that one guy scores a goal they basically save me if from getting a kick in I'm paying the all fucking score because I'm an England fan and I want us to win, and that's the thing. It's the the the, the overt racism that's been put out by people in power. You know the Trumps and the Boris Johnsons and all that that becomes acceptable, but then mm-hmm. there's the underlying racism where people, um, you know. A couple of weeks ago, I had I seen a guy um, getting a really really flash car, my <clears throat> person of colour. And the person with me said, "Where the fuck did he get that for? Fucking <laughs> car showroom." And when I said that, he didn't. He went over his head. You know that's like we're the same place your brother can't get a car. You know, but it's horrible, and I fucking despise it. And we didn't get enough in Scottish football. We didn't get enough in Scottish society. The Scottish government often tries likes to portray, portray this kind of ways like us attitude. And it's mm-hmm. fucking like, well unfortunately plenty folk And they're all wankers as well uh, Hibs 2, Livingston 3 And we've been going on about Livingston for a while now um, In terms of how well they're playing And uh, I think Did he- help yesterday with the fact That he could have got a fucking LRT bus Through the centre of the Hibs defence But um, Mitchell scored the first goal for Hibs Paul, and you despise him <laughs>
1: Now, actually, he was at Hearts on loan um, Twice uh, for Man United And actually quite liked him as a player Um yeah. second spell wasn't great But then I mean, we were a bit of a mess So I was quite disappointed to see him sign for him But aye, he's dead to me now He can fuck himself
2: He uh, took the goal nice. pretty well
1: though like, It was a, a good bounce to back post And he took a touch first And then pulled past, past um, mm. But aye Hibs defensively I thought
0: worth I mean uh, it, What would be the decision To overrule the penalty? Aye i you very rarely see it I know it's, And I'm delighted with it Because it was never a penalty
2: they aye, touched it them. was
0: a penalty And it's good I to see a linesman Actually go like that And say no it wasn't And then, he, and then have the referee Have the balls and say Right aye I made a mistake there aye, Well that's what That's what you want If you want them to be sure If they see something To say
1: something mm. Whereas too often I think that That that, that linesman might have seen it And thought I'm not sure about that But it's aye. not my place To take aye, the heat aye, I'm it. just going
0: to take The, the path to least resistance aye. Um aye. Livingston over Obelai, fucking Macy, what is he doing?
1: Absolutely no idea, it wasn't even a particularly difficult no. ball it's no. He's just made an arse not it hasn't he like, I've seen how fans try to claim it was the wind or whatever That's not the wind, he was right
0: at it Aye, listen, you, you come out that far you better bloody fucking catch it Because if not you're going to get shit uh, wait 2-1 up, now this pissed me off, Caden celebrating this goal it's a complete fluke. It reminded me of the chapter in Fever Pitch. I don't know if you remember it by Nick Combe. He talked about Malcolm McDonald used to do that all the time, where you know he'd be scrambles in the box and a defender would knock it in, and he'd be the first up running away as if he'd just scored the best goal ever. And that's what Gadam was like. Like, oh, look at me! Can kind of give me a fucking break? You didn't even look up. I know he absolutely shanked it as well. So it was a terrible
1: cross. But uh, it was interesting because David Martindale said the keeper should have done better on the radio after it, mm. and the radio were all. Martin Day was being harsh but when you watch it back
0: I Aye, think you keeper shouldn't be getting caught with that because it should be two steps back and tipped over the bar Aye um, Fitzwater equaliser strange name that Fitzwater <laughs> what Fitzwater a shark or, I don't know <laughs> um, and then Alan Forrest who's playing far better than his brother uh, at the minute gets the winner uh, I've got to say Martin Bartley looked fucking raging Martin Bartley. <laughs> I, I thought
1: exactly that. They were all jumping at the bench and he's just
0: sitting there. So standing he And, oh, and then at the end, Martindale was giving it the clenched fist in that. And Martin Bartley's just like shaking hands with folk. And sorry about that and all the rest of it. And I have to say, Paul, I mean, it's a great result for Livingston. And again, talking about the crowds, very poor crowd at Easter Road again. You know, it's becoming a bit fucking um, monotonous, this talking about this. But what I did think, because I thought, I'm not going to keep going on about this, if Davy Martindale, right, gets a film about his life, the actor to play him has to be Toby Jones. Toby Jones? <laughs> I, I could definitely see that. Fucking brilliant, I, I could, man. I mean, it would I be... You know, for a, a uh, black Armani the uh, polo shirts. He's he just... You know, I lot of people don't like him and a lot of people listening. to this one don't like him because he's, you know, obviously getting nailed his uh, colours to the mask and all that, but he's a fucking character. Oh, and, I like him. And, you know... Do you pretty, know what, as well? I think he's smart. Like,
1: that game yesterday, Hibsworth... In the lead And, and quite dominant uh, And he's changed The shape completely mm. And Hibbs never Responded to it Aye. So he can He can manage A game uh, Game situations As well For Hibbs' point of view Though like They just didn't look Like they're getting gone At all at the minute They look really good cool.
0: um, It was interesting I know David Martindale see after the game He was delighted When Dodge Went off mm. And um, I think that was A dig at Maloney Because he went on to say, you know, when you're chasing a game, a lot of boss get pumped into the box and he's the biggest aerial threat on the pitch. And I think that's mm-hmm. him basically saying Maloney, so what would you fucking take him off for? Um, but obviously Maloney's in the early stages. I did actually think Hibbs would be still a bit more active in the transfer market. They might well be still, given um the money they've got into boil and stuff, because they look a mess. They really I, look a mess. Central midfield has absolutely
1: zero pace about it as mm. well. They're all kind of the same, like, one pace type of player. They need some somebody in there. I think they do miss that. McGuinness, mm-hmm. he's injured, but then he's permanently injured, so can you really hang your hat on somebody like that?
3: No.
1: And at the back, like, their back three was Paul McGinn uh, and Louis Stevenson, neither one or centre-halves. Right. So, and then dropped that boy Bushiri, who actually looked no bad for him in the first couple of games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if he's just trying to, like, keep players fresh or whatever, but... When you're needing a win, you, you probably shouldn't be changing it Aye, as much
0: as is. No, nah, no, nah, it's said early days, but it's a lot of work needed. Um, Hearts 2, Motherwell nil. Um I thought Motherwell done all right up to a point, but then Aye. it looked like, I mean, obviously i only seen the highlights, as soon as Halliday scored, that seemed to put hertz back into a wee bit of a rhythm again.
1: Aye, I think for the majority, even the first half up until the goal I thought we were the better team We actually did anything, if that makes sense We like, right. were the one that I looked more likely but not. <laughs> I thought we were the ones that looked more likely But Motherwell were uh, really solid, we were struggling to break mm-hmm. them down But then the goal, they shoot themselves in the foot for aye. the first one, the defending's terrible
0: It's kind of uh, like the second goal is way away, they're getting countered on really easily Aye And you know... Um, the boy Sims will, will be the in the world be good to get this goal early I think that always helps strikers. Um and again I've got to say you're missing Tony Watt a presence like that not just in terms of his goals but in terms of his assists and his fucking heading the bottom that. you have to replace that I
1: know well I think what they've got to do as well is uh, they had a really big chance at 1-0 and Van Vien like, was a aye. header I'd seen that and
0: he's,
1: he's missed the target aye. Like you have to you have to at least work the goalkeeper in a situation like that if you're if you are struggling for goals but I, I think once I think you're right. I think once we won the up, it was pretty comfortable after that.
0: And um, all Lenny, I mean, what was it? What was it? The Fair city utility or unity or some young team there. I think it's unity. Unity, aye. Aye. Um, What do you think of the Budwell Ultra boys I, I, I didn't mind them. They had a bit mm. of and they, they, they go for ninety minutes.
1: It's, aye. it's better than just coming and sitting sitting on your hands and not making any noise. Oh, I right? do.
0: I mean, I'm, no, I'm not critical about them at all. I mean, it's you know the merrier that the merrier to be quite honest I've just one last thing to say about the game the commentator on sports scene sounded like he was sitting in his fucking house when he was commentating it it does yeah in his cupboard or something like with nay noise I mean them. I know people surely are aware that they didn't mere and mere didn't do the commentary as it happens they did it mm-hmm. on the highlights mm-hmm. basically after the package is put together um, but I was a wee bit tinny to say the least and I have to say Coming back to the sports scene last week, once again, Michael Stewart uh, made reference to the shambles that L- L- Robbie Nielsen inherited. <laughs> there has to, this has to come to a crunch soon, I think. There should be a celebrity boxing match. One comes to Edinburgh, one's coming to Fife. Somebody around the South Beach Ferry area will get a fucking in boxing and let Stewart and Levine slug it out. I mean, listen, I know, and Levine makes light of this on his own podcast that no many people like him, Right. Mm. Some people do, but a lot of people he rubs the wrong way up, basically, and that's fair. I mean, you, you know, um, I've actually got I mean, I've never liked the guy, but I've got a bit more time for him having listened to his Sack to the Morning podcast because he's a wee bit more, how could I put it, um, self deprecating in that. Aye. And, um, I think he always has been, but
1: it gets hoarse because he was a dear bastard when like, results when they go on his way and stuff. and it's one thing I actually think is a bit of a shame is the way the Hearts fans turn on him because he, he has given a lot to the club. Two spells as manager, mm. hundreds of appearances and whatnot and it, it basically nobody likes of him at all anymore within the support. Is that
0: perhaps time? You know, Possibly, aye. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the fans now wouldn't have seen him playing. And did leave, yes, in a mess. You know, <laughs> and just, I, think, I don't care who it is, fucking Alec Ferguson or whoever, one man can't have that much power at a football club. <laughs> No,
1: a hundred, a hundred percent. I'm just saying it's it's a shame that that's how he's going to be remembered for a majority of the fans, especially the younger ones that never seen him play. Um, but I this thing with Stuart and him, man, it's got to come in ahead at some point. He left the club two years ago. And Stuart... St-
0: do you actually know what caused that? Is it just because they didn't like each other? Was it a specific incident or? Uh, I'm
1: I'm pretty sure Stuart was quite critical of him at one point in the second spell as manager. Then mm-hmm. Craig Levine came out and said. Michael Stewart, he says, I signed him for a pound to man, you and it was the worst pound I've ever spent. <laughs> and uh, he said, he said there was hands doing the worst transfer I've ever made. He just basically had a, a slaughtered mm. Stewart, and it just basically escalated through there.
0: I have to say, I, I you know, Michael Stewart to me played his best football in his career when he was at Habs. I thought he was really good. When I was
1: a second spell, but the first spell we had Levine, he, bit, he didn't kick a ball,
0: I think he played a bit full game. I mean, admittedly, at that time, you had Scott Brown and Kevin Thompson either side of him, but he was an ideal foil for the to rampage around the place kind of thing. Mm. Um, but aye, it is, it's, it's quite funny. Um, Celtic 1, Dundee United 0. Uh A lot of people think it's a pivotal result in the season. You know, time will tell on that, obviously. Um, I've got to say, so, I've, said, I've got to drop a few names, so, just after a Celtic so if I bumped into Simon Donway, um, who was looking resplendent in a Canada Goose jacket, and then try to plead poverty in the same sentence, <laughs> uh, you know, which they cost about a grand. i was just going to say I don't know in about fact, a grand. grand co- the hoods that go in cost two hundred fifty quid in Harvey Nichols for a fucking hood. Um, and I was berating him for the fact that he, you know, one of the reasons he's a multi-millionaire is uh, these are events that he does at the Hydro, and once again, these um scheduled or an event when I'm gonna be out the country which I've started to think is probably deliberate. Um so I saw him and had a wee bit of crack and all good. And then when I was in the the ground, uh, as I say, I, I like to get an earlier home game. If I'm going to a home game, you know, it's, it's just a wee tradition I've always had. Um I'm sitting with my wife Fiona tap on the shoulder and it's George McCluskey. And <laughs> he says, So what are you doing in here so early? It was about 20 past two, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, one o'clock, you know, and uh, I says, oh, I'm on the bench today, and uh, as I said it, I'm eating a pie, and he went to me, you're on the bench, you're eating a pie, who the fuck are you, Lee Griffiths, (coughs) so that was me, captured by McCluskey, and then, as I turned round, Dixie Deans was standing beside him, it's just like, fucking hell, so I was like, alright Dixie, aye, doing alright, aye, what'd you think today, you know, by the way, she's, it's fucking, uh, they're winning, but they're playing shite and all the rest of it, and fucking, aye, like, aye, aye, ay. and then, my wife's sitting there, and oblivious, she thinks it's just two punters, fucking, <laughs> you know, uh, I was you didn't know who they were, do they, because obviously, they're old, and they're not like what they used to, and stuff like that, and she was like, well, I was just really paying attention, um, Cause you know, being a big celebrity, Paul. I get lots of people coming up and talking, <laughs> and you know. And um, she never pays any attention to anything I say. And I was like, "That's st- <laughs> Josh McCLUSKEY and Dixie Dean." She was like, "Oh my God, you know." So, like, well, there you go. You know, you get you marry fucking star like me. That's what happens. But um, I have to say, like in, in all seriousness, um, that this game included one of the most magical moments I've ever experienced in football, and it's not just the last minute um, winner. My son Jake in Ireland um, has really caught the Celtic bug in the la- this season, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's been, a, he, as, he's known, as I've told people, know, he's had a loads of uh, documented health problems and spells in hospital and all that kind of thing. So he's been limited in his kind of movements and travel and stuff like that. And it's most of that seems to be over now, thank God. And all of a sudden, he really just jumped into the Celtic bug. And Jake's the sort of person, a bit like myself, if he's interested in something, he just devours it again. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, all over it and that kind of thing. So I'd pegged him onto how to watch the game and stuff like that and all the rest of it. And my son, my other, other son, James, who's now living in Glasgow in the kind of too, school, too cool for school mode that fucking 20-year-olds are like now, you know, with the bubble jackets and the skinny jeans and all that pish. <laughs> uh, he's in the ground communicating as well and when we score because it's one of the games where you know, we had 75% possession Dungy United came to spoil the game you know a lot of time wasting a lot of fearing an injury again I've always said no problem with that they can do what they like as long as the referee does his job which he never but when a badger scored and I'm behind that goal and you see the composure it, it was like the collective ruin myself and two sons mm. was phenomenal because they're screaming yes at me on the phones and all this and blah, blah, blah and all the rest of it. And it was just fantastic, you know, and it was just like, I said to my wife, I said, this is what football's all about. Mm-hmm. This, these moments are, won't justify all the shite you have to put up with and the way you're treated and watching crap games and cold weather and all that sort of stuff. And um, as I say, my hat's off to you because he did show composure. You know he could have just swung at that straight away, but he never. And, and no, and he, did take, he did take it well, especially uh, at that point in the game. And I've got to say so from Ball Balzut to Ange Postacoglu, who took Jack and Makasov who hadn't had the best of games, was trying, but had missed a couple of absolute sitters. And mm-hmm. you're like, he's going to cost us again here, like he did against Livingston with a penalty. And he moved a bader in the middle of the park, and then five minutes after that there was a chance where a badder had a header and if it was Jack he would have scored because he was Mm. bigger than that and you're thinking "Mm, this could be the one that's going to fuck us but then he scores a goal and you say well that would never have happened he would never be in that position if we didn't put him there Um, so aye it was brilliant and it was the scenes at the end were old school not just in terms of the you know running into the fucking fans and the shirt off and all that which is great and it's brilliant coming out, people singing, you know, mm-hmm. that's, again, what football is all about, the moments, um, I honestly think there's no better feeling in football in the last minute, Aye. When they means something, Aye.
1: not just one that's like Aye. a regular three points, but one there's, that actually is... listen,
0: like, you know, I talked about to this to you before, like, a really uh, tough, emotional game on, on Wednesday, and then he's come in, he's rotated a few players, he's brought in new fullbacks, backs etc, etc, and I'm always a wee bit like, well, fuck, you know, didn't take it for granted, you know. Didn't fucking assume you're just going to walk in there and then when they draw, again, pressure immediately goes on us. And your kind of tourist type fan would be like, and by the way, there was a lot of, few tourist type fans around me. There was a squad of girls around me with a massive jacket on, again, the huge ones that go right down to their legs, off, <coughs> off of London, right? Just looked completely out of fucking place. Um, and there was a few because you know, Brendan Rodgers was at the game and Ian Wright mm. was at the game, and you know, because obviously there's no Premier League and stuff like that. Um, but there's these type of fans will say, Oh, this will be a piece of piss. This that's not how football works. We are no. not in the era where Celtic and the Huns, through cheating, are buying superstars, ready made superstars that are blasting teams Levee, ref and Centre. You know, I I watch people fucking through the towel in when we drew it St Myrne before Christmas, and I was like, "You get up now! You didn't deserve to win it." There's fucking tons of points to play for. Neither Celtic, neither Celtic or Sevco are going to win every game between now and the end of the season. <coughs> you know, so you can't take these games for granted. And sometimes I think the opposition get get a boost, Paul, when they look at you and they go, "Oh, you've dropped him, 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 and him." You know, Jota and fucking the fullbacks and all that, and you think, well, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" You know, mm. and does it really ever work when you make the kind of changes? I
1: it worries Me, like um, going back to, Erie, we made six changes yesterday. Mm. Obviously, I think and I because the, the game on Wednesday was physical, hundred mil whatever, an and we've got the derby coming up next week. Um, but yesterday's game was just as important for us because Motherwell were fourth. So, like, it's the same thing. Like, I was a bit worried about making that many changes in mm. a, a game you have to win. Aye. And and I think it does give the opposition a lift Completely when they see it's not a, a full-strength team Or they th- maybe think you've got an eye on something else Aye. And, and what I thought Yesterday was such an important win for use for Was because Because of the drop points up at Dingwall Aye. You've got to capitalise on that mm-hmm. If you didn't it's just back to square one And no, it? It, it flattens everybody
0: And it's, again, like, I've never Even when we were six points behind that thought, oh god, it's over Because, it, you know, we've got to play them twice at Celtic Park We've still got to go to Ibrox again You know there's not that many games left, etc. So you can't you you get up, you know. Anything if if football teaches us anything is that anything's possible, you know. <clears throat> now the issue we have is overconfidence. Not that I'm saying the players and that, but the fans and all that. Right, the fans need to understand we are way ahead of where we should be. Right for the shambles of last season, for the start we made when we lost three of the first five games, you know, we're way ahead of where we should be. And we, it's not the be-all and end-all this season. This season was always about, you know, transitional, let's get back to basics. Now, obviously Celtic, as a football club, has certain standards, you know, and we all know that. The problem we might face is fans now expect to win the league, you know. And, I mean, you know, maybe they should and all the rest of it, but let's, know, let's just keep it one game at a time. Because to me the game on Wednesday will come down to one thing mental strength
3: right
0: if they've got the mental strength to come to us we need fans and dig it out then they fucking deserve to fucking get a result but if we've got the mental strength to say we're going to come out here and fucking leapfrog you cunts then we absolutely deserve it so that's where we are but as you say aye it was a crucial one. it was one of the wins we bit like our centenary year I've seen so many games like that where we dinked one in the last minute and stuff and that's you know the old cliche that's what wins your leagues and stuff but we will. Uh, well, that will remain to be seen. But we shall move on now. Uh, now, Don obviously got a win, a great win for them yesterday. Considering the outcome if they hadn't, but it's been an absolute shambles for a long time. And this is a big club. We have a good stadium and uh, shit training facilities. Obviously, I'd have to say. Um, but what what is the problem there? Given the the investment that comes from Germany and all that, why is it not working there? I
1: just think it's been a series of bad choices. Like first off, <laughs> at the start of the season it should have been a fresh slate for them. As you say, like they got the investment, it <laughs> should be a bit of a feel good factor about. It. Um and they appointed Peter Grant for reasons that I still didn't understand, nah. to be perfectly honest.
0: Nah. I actually said on Twitter when I I said I couldn't believe, I said I cannot believe Dunferman or but, and a Dunferman fan got in touch with me and he was like, Why you no know, like blah, blah. I was like, What the fuck are a club like Dunferman getting a manager of a team that got relegated to the division are in? for and to be honest sometimes fans get blinded by status. Oh Peter Grant, he played for Celtic and all that kind of thing. It doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. In the same way that no. when you bring in a player at the end of their career who was previously, you know, phenomenal, doesn't mean they're gonna be still be brilliant, you know? Um but I it's really bad decision. And then obviously Yogi's come in mm-hmm. initial flurry, but then it went tits up again. They're sitting second <coughs> bottom of the league at the minute. Um and and they really have been dreadful you know going back to as far as like Stevie Crawford and all that um, mm. and Stevie Crawford a strange choice if you know Fife given his you know involvement with Rafe Rovers and um, but I just think Dunfermline you know for the size of the club and the size of the stadium it is a sleeping giant in Scottish football but
1: I think 100% right? like, they, they should high. be in my opinion, in the t- in the top flight, that's where they should be
0: regularly playing. Mm. So as you said, they've got a decent core support as well. Uh, they also give. All, um, like, they also just sorry, to cut you off there, Paul, but they also give away fans the whole stand, <laughs> which is. Which <laughs> right, you know? uh, but they've got a good
1: stadium in that as well. and It's much better than some of the ones that you see in the top flight as well. Oh, Obviously, right. you can't be in the top flight based on the stadium, but the setup is there. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just got to, they've just got to put it together. Uh, as you say, like Hughes came in, there was like an initial. I think he won his first two, his first three, something like that Aye. and then. But yesterday, it's only been three wins and eight since And uh, one was yesterday, which was huge I Yesterday wish, was I a really wish, big wish. win for I him wish. I believe that he's brought in Brian Rice and uh, John Collins to be helping out as well <laughs> in, the back, like, in training and stuff Aye.
0: I mean, I think John Collins and John Hughes have that relationship for a long time right? gone back to right to Livingston um, mm. They had that because um, they're practically next door neighbours um, an East Lothian, I've got to come just where right in my head, the golf course name the side beside, but they're on there pretty much every fucking day. And let's face it, Brian Rice deserves a place in Scotch football, no matter where it is oh, 100%. Having said it needs, that,
1: somebody
0: like, needs to be on the end of our rant for him. You've got to be thinking about the dressing room. With deals with John Collins, who, you know, let's face it, if he was chocolate, would eat himself. <laughs> Yogi, who's always talking about the right good set of boys he has in the dressing room. <laughs> and Brian Rice who will basically annihilate you if you misplace a pass <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a good balance <laughs> <Aye>. but, <laughs> but I think as well huge <laughs> obviously didn't he fancy the squad he was left for Grant as well because yeah. I think he's got ready seven already in this yeah. window and he's brought a few in so maybe that'll make a difference
0: for and him and it's funny as I, well because of, although traditionally Dunferm and Rafe Rovers it's a huge rivalry with, the, with Falkirk they have and they're absolutely garbage as well I know and normally one feeds off the other kind of thing um, and it's got a great history, you know. I mm. Won a couple of Scottish Cups in the, in the 60s against Celtic and Hearts, obviously. Um, Leishman provided. And Leishman, a lot of people don't understand. Like, I mean, we, Domferman, were in the absolute doldrums in the 80s when he took over. And he got them into the Premier League. But even before that, um, when they were in the First Division... He was 84, 85, he basically gave season tickets free to all miners that were striking. Hmm. Right? And because you had to give them free because obviously they had no money. And then when the PARs got to the Premier League in eighty seven, eighty eight, the all the miners bought season tickets. We had their jobs back a lot of them and repaid it. And that kind of faith and all that. Right, it shows you invested in your community, isn't it? It'll yeah, pay exactly. You back. And Dunfermline are normally really good at that, although I have to say, they, they seem to have um, Craig Levine at a lot of speaking events um, for some fucking reason, I don't know. <clears> I mean, he only lives five minutes for the ground or ten minutes drive for the ground um, and cross forward. But, aye, um, it's something that I'd like to see a Dunfermline back in the league, um, you know, because, I mean, I... You know, replace some replace with Ross County. Get rid of them. Kenny, okay. what did he bring? Apart from your odd, odd point against Safe but Ay, so some sad news during the week, um the passing of Vim Jansen. Um what was your take on Vim Paul?
1: I thought it was a... when he came to Scottish football, I knew nothing about him to be perfectly honest. I was I was quite young, I knew right. I had them. And I thought he's I wasn't sure what to expect when I came in. with, like the the sort of you perm and that haircut, and you, you're like, "What's this boy about?" But what a job he done! Like, aye, it's looking in like you no longer supposed to Van Hoydonk, the Canyon cadet, or that, one, had not you here to replace that? And at a time when Rangers were spending an absolute fortune, mm-hmm. um, illegally. Hi, well, hi, and uh, he obviously, he obviously, signed Larson for you, which is like a mm. pivotal in your your history. But to, to stop Rangers who'd spent that much money and were mm.
3: already
1: so far ahead, mm-hmm. on the back of losing talent, it was an unbelievable job. Aye. I mean, I
0: remember, like, you know, when he came in, there was, um, the usual negativity for the press. And then I remember reading a quote by Johan Cruyff saying that Vim's one of four people in the world worth talking about to football, about football to. And, um, I thought, oh, aye. You know? And then the players um, said that, you know, they were actually in Holland when he arrived. And, um, seen this guy coming across with the puffer jacket and the perm and the whistle and the who's this well that's the new manager like and they're a bit like disparaging who the fuck's this and then they find out he's played in a European Cup final two World Cup finals All oh, right, aye well we might be alright then you know <laughs> now he changed a couple of things when he came in now, obviously the team desperately needed um, reinforcements and, and he knew about the clause in Larson's contract, contract at Feyenoord that could release him for six fifty. and go to him um one of the things that probably derailed the Tommy One team was there was so much arguing and fighting after games, emotions running high and you know, you didn't care, you didn't care, and all this kind of stuff. Wim stopped uh, stoked that right away and said we're only having meetings about games after the games on Mondays. No, right after the game. <coughs> he done an interesting thing at the start of his career where in the first four or five games he dropped a big player, whether it was a Stubbs or a Larson or a Jackie McNamara and the reason for that was to test their character. He knew the importance of the season that we were coming into and the high pressure we were And if he had a player who got dropped and spat the dummy, he wasn't wanting him. <clears throat> so he was to see the knuckle doing. He brought a calmness and he sussed out how he beat the Huns after about two games. Um, the pivotal game, obviously, was January 2nd, 1998, when Lambert and Burley scored. Um, but he. It was incredible. The as you see the impact he had on the football club because he obviously won the league cup at Ibrox as well, which was fantastic psychologically for us who had been kind of under that spell for about ten year. Um and obviously when the league in the last game of the season, he said was one of the best days of their life, which was primarily fully relief, more than joy obviously. Um and then of course like Celtic were at the time on the Monday resigned. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was typical, say, like, well, you one day to celebrate and then you can go back to the doldrums again, kind of thing. What, uh, what was the reason for it? Is it Philip with Jock Brown? Was aye. It? So, pretty much, there was this argument about players for the next again season. And it was uh, Jock Brown was asking him to identify the players, and Vim Janssen was asking him how much money he had. And that's mm-hmm. basically a never the twain shall meet kind of thing. Vim uh, would rather have dealt with Davey Hay. Um, as the Chief Scout at the time and Jock obviously didn't like that um, and so pretty much from the March because they'd had a, a kind of release clause they'd done a three year deal but they'd release after one year for both club and manager um, so that was that but um, I only ever met the guy once and it wasn't a, um, at Celtic Park or when he was there it was actually when we played Ajax in Amsterdam in 2001, I was with my friend uh, Jamie O'Neill, and we had uh, got to the ground, and I had the flu. I caught the flu in Amsterdam, right? <laughs> so Jamie was, you know, a, a big drinker. Drink, 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 and he kept trying to throw drink at me. And um, I was like, took one pint, and the, literally the sweat was just... Whew, I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. It's fucking killing me, like, you know? But fortunately, Amsterdam has other delights... That, you can, that can relax you shall we say, so I'd uh, indulged in that, anyway we go to the ground and I was melted right <laughs> and he was kind of like jumping about like you know the, the beer monster type and everybody else was just kind of sitting there like half an hour before the game kind of thing and he's like what the fuck's going on here, what's everybody going on for, I'm like Jamie everybody's stoned you know, <laughs> chill, so we're just sitting there and the next thing I turn around a from Janssen standing there, he was standing three seats just in the Celtic end at the game weekend and we went doing and Jamie got his programme, I got my programme signed and Jamie was giving it, oh fucking something 10 in a row was the best day of my life and that kind of thing and he was just such a humble, nice guy who you know was willing to take photos with everybody and all the rest of it and um, it's a real, real shame because obviously he got dementia um, mm-hmm. last year and then it's such a horrific disease. That you know, it's just it's, I've seen people, unfortunately, loads of people suffer with it. Um, but uh, he will always have his place in Celtic history, and he always will have that footprint on the football club. And we um, pay respects to him, and, and our thoughts and prayers are with his family, obviously. Um. Okay, so our topic um for discussion that's not really about Scottish football this week is Qatar twenty twenty two. Now, it's be weird actually, Paul, because in the relevance of Scotland qualifying for or not qualifying for World Cups, this thing was always in the distance, this Qatar 22 thing. And now, mm-hmm. now it's 2022 and we're, we're here and we're, you know, all that kind of thing. But it seems to be slipping under the radar the amount of issues surrounding this World Cup, right? Um, now, the first issue, and this was from a, a tremendous research work with The Guardian, Six thousand five hundred people have died as part of this World Cup project. Mm-hmm.
1: It's abominable. Um although they, they deny that's a number, don't mm-hmm. they? Like the, the official
0: numbers. Because um, it's how they're getting wounded, sorry to up, Most <coughs> of them are migrant workers mm-hmm. and many of them are undocumented. And as far as they're sure. concerned, they don't exist. Ay, it's it's that alone
1: should be enough to get stri- get them stripped of it, in my opinion but there's also, there's obviously so many
0: other issues on yep. top of it. Well, let's talk about them, right? We'll go through them one by one and I'll see you get your opinion on. You can't even book a hotel there right now. Um because there's going to be a site, a travel hub site that goes live in March. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is there isn't enough room for everybody who wants to come and most of the hotels there are four and five star. So there're going to be cruise ships that are going to be docked and have cabins in them. <laughs> it's farcical, <laughs> isn't
1: it? Like if they're if they're not big enough to hold it and have the intake of fans, mm. it should never have been on the cards. Yeah. Like Qatar, Qatar's something like a, a third the size of Wales. Yeah. And and it's hosting the biggest sporting event in the world. Like I remember years ago, Scotland and Ireland talked about a joint bid for the Euros, which mm-hmm. was far less teams. Yeah. And they were told, oh God, no, it's it's too wee, and you can't have All two right. stadiums in one city. And but so what happened to the kind of morals for this? The window, But like you can walk. I, I looked at it in Google Maps. Each stadium is only like a minimum,
0: maximum 20-minute walk for mm-hmm. each other one. That's right. You know, I mean? 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's mental. It is. It's incredible. I mean, that is the essence of a World Cup for me, going about the country in different places and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. Um, the cost of tickets is going to be double what they were in Russia 2018. Which is obviously scandalous.
1: I mean, I don't think that's all that unique for World Cups. They mm. always seem to bump the prices up every one. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the cheapest ones are I think are about 80 that's euros right. a game for the group stages something and, like that and that's nosebleed seats aye aye um, I mean the stadiums and that look, look amazing so you'll probably got a good view wherever you are but that, that's just exactly the problem eh? they'll put
0: on this glossy image mm. that the stadiums are great and everything oh,
1: Of course, so what, they the product watch.
0: you see on TV will be great but let's not forget the reason why this is happening is to legitimise the kind of practices that are going on and
2: mm-hmm. on that
0: subject so travel right now at the minute if you were to book a flight right now to go there from Heathrow, because obviously it would cost you a thousand pound return flight. Right. Quite often fans will go if because you know football fans are savvy. If the tournaments in one country, they say, "No, we'll base ourselves in a country next to it." <coughs> so the only country that's really feasible to do that is Jordan, and a flight for Jordan to Qatar is four hundred pound. So even if you get to Jordan, right. then which is roughly the same price. Um, so again, it goes back to the thing about what type of fan are they trying to attract to these?
1: But I think it's obvious the ones with money that are the your typical football fans. Mm. Um, as much as like I think the the travelling fans with England and that are a mess. all of the time,
0: how are they even? How do you go there as that kind of fan? You're, you're not welcome. Yeah. It's like well, the thing is as well, and obviously um, there's going to be. Um, no drinking whatsoever in the streets, that's a criminal, prisonable mm-hmm. defence, um, and for guys I spoke to who went to see Liverpool play there in the World Club Championship, said listen, if you think, aye, fuck them, forget it, you know, mm-hmm. hotels, restaurants and fan zones are the only place you will get a drink, if you even think about it, you'll be arrested, it's that simple, which again I think is ridiculous, like, I really yeah. do. But again, like a fan
1: zone will probably be sponsored by Budweiser or or mm. one the tournament sponsor is. Mm. So you'll only be able to get one type of drink. They'll make a, a monopoly on that as well. So it's just it's just the same companies just making
0: money this event, um, squeezing the competition. They obviously have this thing, and we'll go into the next thing obviously about in regard to it. Public displays of affection are banned. Now people might think they always think of things like that, like oh, it's always a couple shagging on a beach and they end up in the jail. Even like hugging your mate is a criminal offence in public. Now, that happens all the time when folk are drunk running football. Mm-hmm. And obviously the bigger issue with that is the treatment and potential harassment of LGBTQ fans who go, who are basically being told by Qatar, didn't he come? I uh,
1: I remember at the time and it was awarded, Seth Water was asked specifically mm. about this. He went, "What but He went, "Oh, these people can come. He says 'Just, just don't be gay nah, for a month. Nah,
0: just exactly. don't be gay. Aye. Just don't be yourself. Completely people, change who people you are. Need to to backwards regime." The historical horrificness of that, in the sense of many people who are from the LGBT community had to hide their sexuality mm-hmm. for fear of reprisal, for fear of abandonment, for fear of you know attack and all that, and to be told that. It's absolutely fucking disgraceful, you know. Um, and it just, you know, we've also got the thing ridiculous. I well, season and most seasons are finishing one week before this tournament starts.
1: I I, I don't understand that either because say Scotland qualify, right, you'll mm. be away from the team will be away for more than a week in terms yeah. of uh, playing warm up friendlies and uh, training camps and stuff. So, so what does the break do? You lose your players. Mm. And and the break means that the, you obviously you, you'll get some games,
0: but the build up will be probably three four weeks before it. Aye, well you'd think so, that, but you know they seem to be squeezing players so hard right now. You know, especially mm-hmm. the top ones. You know, and I get listen. You know, I'm not that. I mean, I mean, we talked. I talked about Cesareo. We played. It wasn't here. it was a forty four game season. And we had about four or five Roy and obviously played every fucking game.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: so um, I'm not that much. But the if you want the best and you want the best mm-hmm. on show, then you want to give them pr- the proper rest. And that's going to be a circumstance where players going to that World Cup are going to be... The clubs are going to be like, right, fuck this. We're going to have to rest them. Not yeah. just before it, but after it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so it's all a wee bit... I don't know. And as you see yourself, you know, if Scotland qualify, and hopefully do Scotland eh, qualify, obviously, that, you know, you, fucking hell, you'd want to go. I mean, first in, the t- in a generation and you know, that kind of thing. And it's like... <laughs> So, this is going to cost me how much, and I'm going to make no me no. arrested, and then I'm going to, you know, and I'm sure you have picked plenty of people. Have you ever been in the Middle East?
1: No, the Middle East,
0: no. Well, I've no. been to Dubai, right? And I'm telling you right now, if there was a World Cup held there, there was not a chance in a fucking million years would I go to it. And I don't give a fuck if I was flown there first class, right? Dubai is basically a place, about, it's all about the hotels. When you're in, that's where you go, right? Your hotel, boom. Your, the, all the facilities there, the fucking water part, whatever it is. there's nothing to do, walking walk about, boot's like walking boot in a fucking microwave, right, the air conditioning's good, but the minute you hit, that oppressive heat, it's unbelievable, there are and means, to have a baby, you know, you're supposed to get, an alcohol license, and you know, if you've got, a good waiter at your hotel, they'll give you a drink, and all that, but like, even, I, I was here during Ramadan, and, um, big place, the mall of the Emirates, which is, worth going to, just to, get the air freight, conditioner, you know. Um but what would happen in that is there would be things on display in terms of food places
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they would be cordoned off so that Muslims couldn't see it. Right, okay. Right? So it's again it's not really that great a fucking experience. You know what I mean? No. Um Doesn't you know, the history you think you're thinking about oh, oh fucking Lawrence Arabia and all that kind of stuff. It's not like that at all. It really isn't it. It is not its fucking skyscrapers built in the middle of a fucking desert. You know, mm. and so we were fuck all happened previously. So, I wanted to try it when I went. It was about six years ago. Um, I did. The only highlight for me was swimming in the Persian Gulf, which was basically like swimming in a bath, a hot bath. Mm. That's how hot the water was. You know, this is an ocean. You know, um, but apart from that, nah, no, 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 for me, and um, and that's fine. You know, it's like you go, but I'm sorry. A World Cup to me is about meeting new people from different countries and backgrounds, and. They kind of experiences, you know, the colour and the different fucking traditions and supporters and all that stuff. It's not about being marshalled for here to there, 20 minute stadiums, as you say. Can I have a drink? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I fall in love? Can I do whatever the fuck people do in <clears> World <throat> Cups? And it's all due to basically fucking money. Well,
1: the main thing as well that seems to get glossed overall is they, they lied on their bid. Yeah. They said they could host it in mm-hmm. June So it wouldn't disrupt ah. the cycle Of the, the football calendar Because they'd have these big Air-conditioned yeah. stadiums
0: Rubbish, uh, And it would
1: be It'd be like 20 degrees At pitch level mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then About six months after They got the bid They went Oh we can't do that by the way And yeah. FIFA just went That's fine We'll just move it to December Money, Because they knew If that was up front
0: And money. December was part of the bid Nobody would have voted for it Money, money, money That's all it was Okay folks That's your show um, Don't know what's happening next week We've got a few things going on We'll see in terms of things But we'll keep you posted Paul, where is it you're going on your uh, couple's retreat?
1: Um, I'm not actually sure so I got Oh,
0: so it's one of them you've just been tell where to go? Aye,
1: pretty much, aye
0: Well, we'll fine, do it Because, I mean, I'm not happy with this Right? Aye. Apart from the fact I don't like the guy you've got to see um, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know this is, the same, this is the same holiday guy you were going to go on holiday with And you found out he was a bit of a strange guy. Is that the same guy Is
1: it? They <laughs> couldn't make it, eh? aye.
0: Aye. Um, and also, for a show, as I said, you know, you took an off. There's no retiring for this thing. You're not a hockey player. <laughs> okay, bear in mind. Um, so, and obviously, a quick couple of minutes. Derby's next week. Yep. Uh, are you gone dune to Easter Road? Yeah. I am going down to the road, hi. Uh, uh, as Herz fans love saying. Yes, I am going.
1: Um, it's a weird one because on paper, I think we should be going down there and really winning quite comfortably, but it never, never really pans out like that. Drinking before it? Uh, I don't know. depends on the work and stuff.
0: Probably. Well, it's just, well, because I wanted to alert the CCS to your presence. and <laughs> um, So that's our show, folks, and uh, we'll leave you with a little track which nods at the Edinburgh Derby and also nods at basically the football fanatics who listen to us. If you're a tourist, don't listen to us again.